Hi there, I'm Kenzie Fell, producer and co-host of McGowan Braybender's podcast channel, Side Effects. Today, our show is going to be a little different. I'm joined by Dave Homan, McGowan Braybender's Director of Strategy and Innovation. Dave is the mastermind of Side Effects and is typically behind the scenes of our show, directing, helping with audio, the cameras and lighting, but now I am thrilled to have him in front of the microphone. Here is some of his impressive history. He is an alumnus of Kettering Altar, where he currently serves on the Board of Trustees, the University of Cincinnati, and Miami University. He has nearly 30 years of experience in marketing and communications and has been with MB for 17 years, and for 10 of those, he has been a shareholder. In all of that spare time he has, he's an assistant coach for the Kettering Altar football team, an assistant baseball coach for his son's traveling team. The list truly never ends. Dave has contributed his time, knowledge, skills, and abilities to his community his entire life, and MB is so lucky to have him. His creative and clear vision helped McGowan Braybender navigate the always changing health insurance industry, and he actually makes employee benefits fun. Without further delay, let's welcome the most strategic and innovative man I know, Dave Homan. I'm Scott McGowan. I'm Kenzie Fell. And I'm Anne Marie Singleton. Now, I think even for our listeners, too, I think what's important is um, we might be right, we might be wrong. But one thing is, we're not afraid. Our goal is to get you to think about things a little differently. And we're unscripted. We just have free reign for 20 minutes. Welcome to Side Effects with an egg. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us on Side Effects. As you learned in my show notes, Dave and I work together on the strategy and innovation team. So, Dave, welcome to this side of the camera. Yeah, it's a little uh, it's a little more intimidating than the other side of the camera. Oh, yeah. Well, so we think of ideas to make health insurance fun, employee benefits exciting, and it's not always easy, right? Uh, it's a challenge, but it can be done. Right. So, um I'm very excited for today. We're in our wheelhouse. We get to talk about marketing and how open enrollment is affected by it. And so to just jump right into this conversation, I'm going to say two words that I know will definitely get a good reaction. Benefit books. <laughs> Yay. So when you, when I say that, what do you think of benefit books, Dave? Oh, everybody loves to just walk into my area, say benefit books, then run out because yep. that is a very... <laughs> touchy topic for me and and full disclaimer i'm i'm going to say right up front um there is a time and a place for benefit booklets mm -hmm. and uh i just am a believer in that you have to put it in the right time and place we oftentimes try to make everything one size fits all right when it comes to employee communication open enrollment communication and um benefit booklets had a time and a place and Right now, it still does, but you have to pick and choose where that is. Right, right. So we have our habits for how we communicate and how we want to be communicated with. So how has this changed over time? Well, it's changed significantly. When I first came into the industry, um, bigger was better when mm -hmm. it came to employee communication. And it seemed like there was a, a huge arms race where... Uh, this year you had an eight page booklet next year. It was 12, the next page, 16, oh, 20. Man. Um, there was a point in time where I was doing 
uh, benefit booklets for companies that were 80 plus pages. Oh my gosh. And it, it seemed like it contained everything because employers want to make sure that they leave no stone unturned. But right. the problem is once y- you reach that point of diminishing returns, once a document gets to a certain length, mm-hmm. people just don't read it. Yeah. And, and I kept trying to convince employers that, look, you know, you're including this, this great information, but people are not reading it. What are they doing when they have questions? They're picking up the phone and <laughs> they're, they're calling, calling HR. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So it's just a lot of it is the mindset of getting people to rethink where they come from. The world um, has changed significantly over the past 10, 10 years. Right. And social media is the the reason for that. You, Kinsey. The you, king. You, the queen. I'm the queen. The, the yeah. queen of social media. The, and uh, the, the millennials in the workplace have changed things. There have been so many different things that have come into our world. We no longer want to sit and immerse ourselves in long documents and listening to long radio programs and watching long movies. Mm-hmm. Um Social media has changed us. We want short bursts of pertinent information that we can um, even self-select. We don't want you to sit there and and force feed us. We want to have a wide variety of information to choose from. Mm -hmm. And then I want to receive it in short bursts of information and move on to what else is important to me. Right. And we joked about that a goldfish has a longer attention span than the human does today. Yeah. So what, so how do people want to be communicated with then? How are employers doing that for their employees? How should they? Well, every employer is different and I love having a conversation with the employer and it always starts with the basic question. What are you hoping to accomplish? So mm-hmm. let's look at Stephen Covey says it. Let's start with the end in mind. And mm-hmm. so are you trying to educate? Are you trying to get them to do something specific like enroll in your voluntary benefits portal? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to get them to understand a complicated uh, PBM change? Right. Are you, you know, are, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to get them to ask questions to their doctors when they go in? So we start with the end in mind, and then we simply focus on that one thing, right. just that one simple message, and we we hammer it home. Mm-hmm. What's the goal? How yeah. do we tell the story? What's the goal? And I think that's where we, we um, sometimes have epic failures when it comes to open enrollment communication, because it seems to be the one time of the year mm-hmm. we can get everybody together in a room, so what are we going to do? We're going to throw everything at them and the kitchen sink. Right. And what happens is that people do not tune in to what you're saying. They they show up at that open enrollment meeting with their own personal agenda. Mm-hmm. And you hear me say this all the time. People walk into an open enrollment meeting and they care about three things and three things only. What's changing? What's it going to cost me? What do I need to do? Exactly. And until you answer those three questions, they are not open or receptive mm-hmm. to whatever else you have to say. Right. So simplify your message, figure out what you want to do, and hammer that point home. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of, this is a good segue, is the communication a one-time-a-year strategy for open enrollment? No, it is not. <laughs> and that's the, that's the other fundamental way that things have changed, is we talk about short bursts of information. Yep. When you convert over to that, you need to repeatedly 
expose people to things that are important all and year long the typical person in order uh, it goes back to the psychology of advertising in order mm -hmm. for you to remember and retain something you need to be exposed to it at least eight separate times before it can create a permanent memory for you right and so engagement communication is the same way when it comes to employee benefits so map out an entire year and then be thoughtful when you're mapping that out mapping that out <laughs> like what is important at that point in time in the year people want to know information at the point they need to access that information so if you're talking um, about back to school checklists that you need to do mm -hmm. and you give that to your employees and put it in their hands in February yeah it doesn't have a whole lot of meaning no nope. so it's about being timely you know choose your content calendar choose to communicate throughout the year when it's meaningful and important mm -hmm. when does your when does your health plan renew when do your deductibles reset when do you think you're going to use telemedicine exactly. what parts of the year and we I love we have a content calendar in our department and it's fun to think like well when do you need this back to school checklist everyone goes back to school in August so that makes sense and retirement IQ information people are doing this around this time so that's so crucial to make sure that you are being timely with your information and then kind of continuously showing it to them. Yeah. So, okay, so social media is the way of the world we've discussed. Um, so if the world has changed with our communication, why haven't employer strategies also changed? Well, I think for the most part, just our industry in general, mm -hmm. benefits in general, has been very slow changing. Mm -hmm. um, and you do with what's comfortable and you do with what you're able to do in the time allotted that you have yep. um, to utilize. Because I think what you find is there are a lot of HR staffs that are understaffed mm -hmm. and they're always putting out fires. And so open enrollment comes around. You're already behind the eight ball because mm -hmm. you're waiting on carrier changes and you got to make your contribution strategies in place then you have to put together your open enrollment information and get that out so oh, yeah. you fall back with what's easy and comfortable mm -hmm. and so they've been very slow um, to adapt but if you look at the world around us and you even I always like to say to HR people when you leave the office and you go home for the day mm -hmm. do you go home and pick up a booklet and read <laughs> through it for the night to figure out what you need to do said no, no. <laughs> what happens you hit the door and you're driving home and you're at a stoplight and you're trying to decide what you want for dinner and you shouldn't be but you're on your cell phone mm -hmm. ordering something from Domino's mm -hmm. on your phone then you're getting home um, and you walk in the door and you notice your two kids aren't home so you text them to see when will they be home right then you check with your spouse to see when they're gonna be home mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people have the smart devices they're setting the thermostat control on their um, on the way home. Easy. So it's, yeah. it's either cool or warm when they get in. So our lives have changed and we automate everything. And, you know, we have withdrawal if we don't have a cell phone within two feet of us at any given time. Exactly. But we've not adapted that and carry that over into benefits. And I would say, instead of keeping it at an arm's length, instead of saying, oh, we're going to not make YouTube accessible for our employees at work. Block and we're, it, yeah. We don't want them to text and, I, I say embrace it. Use social media. Use Twitter to help communicate open enrollment changes to your employees. Use text messaging to reach out to them. Mm -hmm. um, utilize what people have created habits for in their life 
and it will make a big difference. Mm-hmm. So we're discussing um, what is the right approach for an employer, and you mentioned texts. There's voicemails. There's QR codes. So how do you kind of navigate through that process? Well, there, there are ways where a lot of people would look at it and they'd say, based off of your demographics, mm-hmm. that is the easy choice to make. Okay, millennials won't do anything if you're not FaceTiming or <laughs> you're texting them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the people that are the baby boomers, they only pick up a printed piece of communication. Generation Xers, me, say only don't bother me with a meeting, just send me emails. All about and the that's, emails, yeah. That, that's a stereotype we've fallen into over the years, mm-hmm. and I would argue that that is not the way to go. Mm-hmm. That may be a first tier of classifying someone, but um, we like to utilize something in our department called psychographic segmentation. Yes. So... That focuses on the why. That's kind of the why I make the decisions I do. Why do I do the things I do at the point in time that I make those decisions? And what we can do is we can ask your employees 12 basic questions about healthcare and their attitudes and feelings towards healthcare. Mm-hmm. And from that, we can draw in and tell you this is um, the best way to communicate to them. This is their preferred way. Mm-hmm of receiving communication, and this is how many times you need to communicate to them in order for it to sink in. Right. Um, And it's going to tell you why they are motivated to do the things they are. I I believe I'm a self-achiever. That's mine, which fits pretty well with the quiz that I took. And people can take that on our website, right? Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. mbclassifier.com. You're either a self-achiever uh, an active listener, yep. a priority juggler, balance seeker, yep. or strong survivor. Yes. <laughs> and depending on where you're at now, uh, personally, I am a priority juggler. Mm-hmm. And so if I were trying to communicate um, and resonate with what a priority juggler is thinking, it's not about me and it's not about my health. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm always running. I don't have time to be sick. Yep. So telemedicine is a great program to push with me mm-hmm. but more importantly you're going to guilt me for me to get the health uh, health care I need when I need it because of my family members Correct. because of my co-workers and so that's your messaging and so we can really hone down to the individual and I can uh, it, it's not manipulation but it's like I know what resonates with you mm-hmm. so I know how to target my messaging so that um, you will do what I need you to do. Mm-hmm. Text messaging is the way oh, to yes. get hold of a priority juggler. That is the number one way of getting hold of them because they don't have time to sit on a phone. They don't have time to read emails. And I know by your inbox, you definitely don't have time to read emails. Yeah, I don't. You need Dave, give him a text or a phone yeah. call. <laughs> yeah. So innovation, obviously, is the, the name of our department. Mm-hmm. How important is innovation when in regards to employee communication and engagement and... Oh, incredibly important because the world, you know, the the world doesn't change day by day anymore. It changes moment by moment. Mm -hmm. And the job of our department is to stay out in front of that and figure out what what's going to happen in the market six months from now, Mm -hmm. 12 months from now, and then figure out a way to get there so that we can um, have an impact. Mm -hmm. And, And a lot of time is spent on that because communication we're learning more and more is not simply words to paper and sending it out. There is a psychology behind it. Um, It is a very visual um, component of communication. Judging, you know, here we are doing a podcast and Mm -hmm. we're on video in a studio. That's, Mm -hmm. 
Um, that's by design. We we saw the four or five years ago that even though we were spending a lot of time in video, we saw where the, the tidal wave was going. And, you know, this year, 82% of all content online will be video-based. Oh, yes. And so we're very concerted in our planning and with our clients to really push video because it's visual. You can simplify it. They can resonate. They can recall it. Mm -hmm. um, and it can be relatable. Mm -hmm. And so that is the power of um, video that's out there. We saw what you are able to do with social media. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, another way. It's, it gives us an opportunity to do short bursts of information Correct. and make it a daily habit. Mm -hmm. Because what... Uh, it's what time it is 942 we're, we're mid morning and how many times have you already checked your phone this morning and your your feeds and your we don't want to know <laughs> we don't want to tally that <laughs> so it just what we want to do is find things that fall into your daily habits your daily routines mm -hmm. and just become a part of that so what are some other examples of well you can just share what our team and what mb is doing regarding innovation with this employee communication gosh so in addition to psychographic segmentation we have um layered it on top of variable video mm -hmm. so think about when you were a kid in the old choose your adventure books where you'd read it you'd get to the the end of the chapter and it would say do you go through the door or do you do go out the window yeah and that's the way we do variable video is based on that person's situation mm -hmm single, family, HSA plan, PPO plan, different situations, it creates a personalized message and walks them through what they need their options to be. So that's mm -hmm. one way of doing it. Um, the podcast has been a huge win for us because people are always on the go. And when they get in their car, it gives them something to listen to, something to take away. Mm -hmm. So um, we've got that. We still do printed communication. We do. But you know what? We've taken that 80-page booklet, and we take that down to one sheet of paper yep. that focuses on those three things. We do postcards for open enrollment. Mm -hmm. And then we break the rules. When it comes to innovation, we break the rules. Before you'd walk into an open enrollment meeting and you wouldn't know any of those three things I'm talking about. What's changing? What's going to cost? What do I need to do? Until right. you got in that meeting. Mm -hmm. Now we're encouraging employers leading up to that meeting, share that with not only the employee, share it with the spouse, the covered dependents. Yep. And then that open enrollment meeting now becomes an execution meeting, a place where they can walk in and ask questions and learn something different about their plan or how to get the most out of it. Mm -hmm. Then what we do is we take all that stuff that was jam-packed into that open enrollment meeting and we space it out over the year so that it's actual meaningful information. Yep. We we like to brand everything. We 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 talk a lot about we're storytellers. Yes. Everything is a story that we do. Mm -hmm. We don't just communicate for the sake of communicating. We figure out what the story is. We have a wonderful copywriter um, on our team. She comes up with the theme and the story. We then sit with our creative director who figures out what does that vision look like. Yep. Um, you are usually the talent. You're the person that helps convey that story and emotion. Then yep. we have um, Donna, who is our editor, that takes all of that video brings it to life, and then we communicate it out to 
our employees. Yep. It could be through a QR code. Mm-hmm. It could be through YouTube. It a could bathroom be stall flyer. Bathroom stall flyers. <laughs> I'm telling you what, the, the most simple innovation in the world, the most effective way. It really is. You've got a captive audience and everybody reads <laughs> the bathroom signs. They do. Just get a magnet, print it out. And that's an example of, yeah, printed materials, yeah. but there's a QR code probably on it. You can scan it on your phone while... Yeah. You're in the bathroom. It's just, it's funny to think that this most basic thing has such a far reach. It, it does. And you're only limited by your imagination. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about my job is we don't have two clients that we treat the same. Mm-hmm. We never have two days that are the same on our team when we walk in. Exactly. And it's, it, I love when employers come to us and they start their question with, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Because we love to solve, yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It, you know, but uh, so when we think about innovation and insurance, they don't normally go hand in hand. So, can you give us some examples of how we've used innovation? We just talked about some mediums that we use, but kind of the projects and the ideas for how to make open enrollment fun and engaging. Yeah, so we come up actually with a lot of our ideas from looking outside of our industry. Mm -hmm. I always say the insurance industry is where good ideas go to die. It's very Um, transactional. It's a very transactional, boring, let's see what, you know. Good ideas go to die. Oh, man. Yeah, (laughs) so they move at the speed of smell. Mm -hmm. So um, I actually spend probably 15 to 20% of my time looking at other industries and things that people are doing to disrupt that industry Mm -hmm. and how they're doing it and taking those ideas and applying them back into our field. Um, And it's not always easy. Mm -mm. And, but we, we push, um, we don't push too hard. Every employer comes along at their own speed, but I think once we give them a little bit of taste of success, Mm -hmm. they are, they are much um, more apt to come along for the ride. And, and the companies we're working with, we're doing some absolutely amazing work. Yeah. And we're getting employees engaged to the point where employees want to be part of the videos. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun to have them come in. We show them the immersion center. We bring them to the studio. And then everyone wants to watch the video because their buddy who they sit next to at work is in it. Yeah. yeah. And so what we find is by including... Um, a lot of different people in it, that creates the curiosity. The curiosity draws them in. Mm-hmm. They actually retain what we're communicating, and it's a indirect byproduct right. of, of what we're trying to accomplish. Exactly. So wrapping up here, just um, I want to know, is there anything else that you want to share about how we make incorporate marketing into benefits and open enrollment? I, I just think have an open mind and be willing to try something different mm-hmm. because what I what I always try to tell employers is what's the downside because right now you're spending an awful lot of time you're spending an awful lot of money mm-hmm. hard costs soft costs you're not getting the results you want so try something that's different that's outside of the box and see get a little bit crazy <laughs> and see what type of feedback Trust us. Yeah, see what kind of feedback. Um, and I think just one thing, one case in point, I think one company that always um, that we worked with was a little bit hesitant, a little more conservative, but they had a great culture in place. And what we did was 
we took their open enrollment and instead of making it a meeting, we made it a big event. Mm -hmm. We turned it into a rock concert. Yep. We, we animated characters. Their mascots. Uh, yeah, with yeah. their products that they had, we animated them. We gave them personalities. And um, it we did online surveys that they had their cell phones in their hands and we asked them survey questions throughout the the meeting and it kept yep. them engaged and every person walked out of that meeting retaining what we wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. Now we could have sat in there and had death by PowerPoint, <laughs> but we didn't do it that way. And nope. so um, my ask is that when we engage you, just be willing to, to listen and change and, and we can do some amazing things for you. Exactly. And I think that's perfect advice to end up on for HR and benefit staffs is have an open mind think outside the box and let us make this fun for you. Yeah. So Dave, thank you so much. We could probably talk about this for another hour, but oh, another time, another place. We'll do another episode, so. <laughs> but if you have any questions or feedback or topic suggestions that you would like us to talk about, you can email me at Kenzie at healthierbirthdays.com and we will see you next time on side effects. Thanks Dave. Thanks.